Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Sensitive Collective Podcast. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created the Sensitive Collective Podcast to be a space where highly sensitive people and empaths can come to receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journey. Whether it's just with me or with one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more sensitives waking up to the truth of their power and their purpose every single day. The work that you are doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform both you and the entire world. And it's why we're here. So join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I am so happy you're here. Enjoy. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Sensitive Collective Podcast. My name is Laura Ann. I am your host and healing mentor. Today's episode can feel a little challenging at times. Um, You know, it's, it's some truth talk. And sometimes the truth hurts. (laughs) And I just want to, I want to, um, you know, just really start this episode out with a reminder, um, just to be really compassionate with yourself and, um, you know, just be mindful of inner critic as you're going through this episode with me today. And it's a challenging episode because it hits so many of us so close to home. Um, you know, I absolutely used to have a victim mindset and I want to be absolutely clear here from the get-go. I am in no way here to shame you for having had or currently having a victim mindset. What I am here to do is share how shifting out of and away from a victim mindset was a paradigm shift and absolutely transformational for me. Um, What a victim mindset is why it is so common for highly sensitive people to struggle with, how it manifests inside of your relationship dynamics, and of course, what to do about it. (laughs) What's the solution? What are some uh, steps that you can take to shift out of it yourself? So victim mindset is when someone believes that bad things um, and life in general are happening to them and don't see themselves, aren't really in that perspective of viewing themselves as the agent of their own life. That, that the situations and experiences and circumstances of their life are essentially outside of their control. So y'all know I'm a nerd, you know, I'm a research nerd. So I did dive into this (laughs) because I, I knew what my understanding and perspective was, but I wanted to, 
to, you know, call on the expert panel. And um, there, there's this great article I found called Unraveling the Mindset of Victimhood that goes into this in much more depth, if you're interested, inside of the Scientific American Journal. And in this article, they quote Dr. Rahav Gabay and her colleagues, uh, who are a bunch of you know, psychologists, as defining this tendency for interpersonal victimhood as an ongoing feeling that the self is a victim, which is generalized across many kinds of relationships. And as a result, victimization becomes a central part of the individual's identity. Those who have a perpetual victimhood mindset tend to have an external locus of control. They believe that one's life is entirely under the control of forces outside oneself, such as fate, luck, or the mercy of other people. I really feel that this is one of the clearest and least shame-inducing definitions of a victim mindset. <laughs> I so appreciate it. It's really clear. Um, and this is the point at which I really think it's necessary to address the elephant that is in the room. And that is this. My love, you do not learn to identify yourself as a victim unless you have been victimized at some point in your life. Whatever trauma, big T especially, but all of it, that we experience as kids, that trauma is an integral and fundamental step to the formation of a victim mindset. And we talk a lot about trauma on this podcast. Um, I've spoken openly about my own, as have many of my guests, and we have explored together the impact that this can have on the developing mind, body, spirit of, of kids and of a sensitive child, because sensitive kiddos are, are way more affected by trauma and negative experiences. It's much more likely for HSP who suffered um, trauma during childhood as compared to their peers to have repercussions with their mental and physical health as a result. And this is something that Dr. Elaine Aaron talks about in The Highly Sensitive Person. Um, and there's ongoing, more and more research is coming in to, to corroborate all of this. Um, another trait that has been tied to um, and connected with, correlated with, the likelihood of forming a victim mindset is possessing an insecure attachment style, especially an anxious attachment style. Um, because when we're anxiously attached, we are uh, constantly seeking outside validation and approval. I think many HSP tend to be anxiously attached, even if it's not all the time, because like if you're like me and, and have a disorganized attachment style, which uh, is, you know, that sometimes I'm in an avoidant attachment style and sometimes I'm in an anxious attachment style, depending on the specific dynamics of the relationship that I'm in. Um, I, I want to do a deeper dive on attachment styles coming up in a future episode. Um, but we're seeking that outside validation and approval and that constant seeking of this comes back to our worthiness wound as sensitives. 
because ultimately our programming, our trauma has internalized for us the narrative that we lack social value, the story that we are not worthy of love and acceptance. And this leads us to constantly seeking outside approval and validation. For example, people-pleasing, or not speaking up for yourself inside a relationship, or chronically doubting yourself, or having a really, really loud bully of an inner critic. And this leads to uncertainty in the external world because we have two fundamentally conflicting beliefs that we're holding as true for ourselves simultaneously. Belief number one, that we aren't worthy and that we'll be rejected. And belief number two, that we need the approval of others to validate us. So this right here is a big piece of the insecure relationship dynamic puzzle for the sensitive. And um, it's, you know, a, a root a root of an explanation for a lot of the challenges that we experience inside of our relationships. Because we, we've created a kind of impossible situation for ourselves where, you know, we expect rejection, but equally necessitate approval and validation from this person. And this is something that narcissists and manipulators seek out in their partners. If you have been in a toxic or abusive relationship, I want to underline that having a victim mindset is not why you attracted the partner. Um, I've been really into animal analogies lately, so I'm going to roll with it. Um, Songbirds look like tasty treats to cats. That doesn't mean that the birds deserve to be eaten or that they shouldn't be singing and flying around and being true to that nature, or that they did anything wrong by being attractive prey to cats. So again, a victim mindset is not why you attracted a narcissist or a toxic relationship. You didn't attract that. Those those people are out there looking for folks to take advantage of, right? It's like... And the victim mindset is a big part of why you stayed in that relationship long past the point you knew you should be there or that you wanted to be there. Again, truth talk. I know that this is hard to hear because I've been there. You're not going to be able to have and sustain healthy boundaries of relationships with a victim mindset. They're mutually exclusive. You aren't going to be able to shift and change any dynamics of your life and how you relate to yourself, to others, to the world with a victim mindset. Because when you believe your life is happening to you, you are going to continue to feel powerless and play the victim. And if you're listening to this and it feels harsh, please remember I'm sharing this with so much love and deep compassion. I've been there and there's nothing to be ashamed about if you're having some 
light bulb moments <clears throat> and realizing that you have a victim mindset. <laughs> Uh, this is one of those times that that inner critic likes to come in and give us a really hard time. Don't let them. Tell inner critic, thanks, but no thanks. I need to work with this. And your input isn't actually helping me. So how do you work with getting out of a victim mindset? And you may be realizing as well that it's only showing up in certain areas of your life. That's possible. Maybe it's just with work or it really shows up in and flares up in romantic partnership or within your family dynamics. Um, but very often what, what I've seen to be true is that if it's in one area of your relationship dynamics, it, it frequently influences them all to some degree. So, you know, um, just be aware. So back to the point, how to work with shifting out of a victim mindset. Well, first of all, Knowing that you have a victim mindset is the first step. <laughs> it's, it's super helpful. Um, so by listening to this podcast, you're ahead of the learning curve. <laughs> so pat yourself on the back for that. Um, it's definitely a, a thumbs up. Um, for me, I came uh, through a more circuitous route in a few different areas of my life to have uh, some realizations and some of those aha moments around um the way a victim mindset was showing up for me. With relationships, for a long time, I was riding that toxic relationship dynamic train. Um, I just kept getting into toxic relationship after toxic relationship with narcissists, with addicts, with manipulators and emotionally abusive partners. Even in the exceptions where this wasn't the case, I was still getting into relationships with people who were not anywhere close to meeting my needs inside of that relationship. And then I had the realization, and I swear it feels now looking back, it's so cliche and I'd heard it before, but it was like when I had the epiphany and that actual paradigm shift happened and I felt it in, in my cells, like in, in my DNA, um, it, it hit differently. It just, it was like this instant enlightenment almost. And I realized, well, what do all of these relationships have in common? It's me. <laughs> uh, it's like that Taylor Swift song, right? It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And I realized it. And in a way that I couldn't not see it anymore. You know, I just couldn't unsee that. And it hit me in such a way that it was impossible for me not to change with that new awareness, that newfound understanding. And so I started to learn more. I took a few courses and received some coaching on relationships and and having uh, healthy relationships and, and healthy boundaries. Um, also, you know, I got really sick and then I got sober and that's a whole different story. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, but then after my last kind of live-in long-term relationship, with a narcissist, I was like, enough. Um, you know, I'd had that epiphany. I'd done some healing work. 
healing isn't linear, you know, so it's not like I had that epiphany about victim mindset and I never had a bad relationship again. <laughs> no, this isn't a Disney special. <laughs> That's not actually how it works. <laughs> um, sometimes it does and it's great when it happens, but it's the exception rather than the norm. And um, so yeah, I'd gotten back into a relationship with a narcissist. And then after that one, I was like, okay, girl, we really got to do some, some deep work. And um, I really feel that that's when I took my power back. And for me, that looked like just taking a break from relationship. I'm not saying that's necessarily going to be the case for you or um, that it's the only way to do it, but that's how I took my power back. I disrupted the pattern significantly. I stopped seeking out relationships to validate me and really focused and intentionally on doing inner work with myself going really deep with that, um, including even you know several months of deep study with attachment theory and learning about, well, what are my relational patterns and and how is it that that I'm showing up for myself and inside a relationship? But it was, it was when I look back, that singular realization, of, oh my gosh, I am the common denominator. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. That actually snapped me out of my victim mindset and propelled me out of my toxic relationship hamster wheel. I also had a similar moment when I was really suffering with chronic illness. Um, And it was, you know, something I had worked in before worked with before. But again, it was, I was seeing a new doctor and she was, um, amazing, you know, functional integrative practitioner. And, um, she had me do this exercise of connecting with, um, you know, all the ways in which it felt, um, at least in my subconscious that I was benefiting from being a sick person. And it was that, um, you know, taking ownership of it, taking radical responsibility for my own role in creating my reality. That was the paradigm shift I needed to finally gain traction and momentum with healing out of a state of chronic illness. Was there a long journey after that realization? Hell yes, there was. You know, it took me a couple of years to really get my stride back and and be in resilience and, you know, back into really uh, a, an abundant state of health. Um, but, you know, that was the big aha paradigm shifting realization out of a victim mindset that sort of started that liberating snowball rolling down the hill. Um, And just a reminder, you know, always temper your radical responsibility with radical self-love and self-compassion. Again, you know, inner critic, they love to pretend that they're radical responsibility and show up to the party. (laughs) So just let them know they aren't needed. um, And we know they weren't invited. So, um, Anyway, in in shifting out of and away from a victim mindset, 
you can see how that self-awareness piece and that self-reflection and that inner work is huge. Get curious. Be the investigator and ask questions without judgment about your thoughts, your beliefs, and your reactions. Start taking back agency. Take your power back. Ask yourself, what can you do in a situation that will influence the outcome? And recognize that you always have a choice. And in that choice lies your agency. And guess what else? (laughs) Claiming your sensitivity as a superpower is a big part of this work as well. Because when you view your sensitivity as a curse or a burden, it's like you're putting on blinders and you're preventing yourself from seeing the ways in which it is a gift and the ways in which it is really empowering and something that makes you special and and an asset and something that adds so much value to you and your life and your relationships and your community and the world. And maybe you're already starting to connect some of the dots here, Um, but when you start to love and accept yourself as a sensitive, you begin to shift your underlying limiting beliefs about yourself and heal the worthiness wound that is at the root, one of the root causes of the victim mindset. Because you start to really believe in and feel your own worth. You're not expecting anymore to be rejected so much because you value yourself highly and you're starting to seek outside validation less and less. You start to recognize that the tools and gifts um, your sensitivity provides you and, and start to see more and more what choices you do have. And, and so then continue to lean more and more into your own agency. And it's this kind of positive healing feedback loop. And this is why I am always going on and on about self-reflection and claiming your sensitivity superpowers because it works because the ripple effects are vast and it has incredible impact in ways that aren't necessarily immediately obvious, but, but it goes so deep. And because denying and undervaluing your inherent nature as a highly sensitive person only perpetuates the victim mindset lens through which you experience yourself, your relationships, and the world. Really getting to know yourself, love yourself, and accept yourself. And I mean, as a highly sensitive person, this is absolutely essential to shifting out a victim mindset and having the quality of relationships and life experiences that you are dreaming about and that you are worthy of receiving and creating. I'm sending this episode out as I often do these days, I find, to the younger versions of myself, um, of course, as well as to you and your younger versions of selves. Um, 
and sending these younger versions of self so much love and compassion as they figure it all out. And I hope that this episode um, really supports you as you are today in recognizing the ways in which a victim mindset is showing up within yourself and what you can do about it so you can move through it, past it, release it, shift it, and then come out the other side of it. If this is resonating, if you've had some aha light bulb moments and breakthroughs and you want to more intentionally work towards claiming your own sensitivity as a superpower, then please do book a discovery call with me, which of course I've linked in our show notes. And as always, I want to close out with a reminder that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.